Oh, KC, are you here? I'm here. What's up? Hey, how's it going? Hey, it's all right. Yeah, well, uh, today we're going to get incredibly fucking stuck up, okay? Oh, yeah? Oh, yes. Noses are going to be up the ass of God and probably Jesus and the Holy Spirit today. Because we're talking about excluding people first. Um, there are people that can uh, uh, personally practice the religion, but they're not really welcomed around the Israelite campfire. Uh, people with <laughs> smashed dicks. Um, bastards are, are, are shunned away for about 10 generations, so fuck them. Then we have something called Ammonites. I can only guess that this is like a BC version of the Ammosexuals. Uh, I can just see like a knight dressed up he's got a m16 and he's just walking around places um but they're they're they can fuck off forever um and then there's the edomites i can only guess that these are people that just love to eat a whole fucking bunch and i can understand why they would want to kick them out um and then we got the nazarite vow um and this is this is the stuck up part Okay, because this is where they get really, really fucking pretentious here. Um, basically, they wanted to be stuck up, be more holy. Uh, they wanted to abstain from grape and all grape products, which means the grapevine, you know, hearing news in the community, totally out of the picture now. They also can't cut their hair and fuck the dead. And they can't <laughs> have any kind of involuntary contact with the dead. You know, no slipping and falling and landing in the dead person. And then, um, of course, they complete the vow, I'm guessing, with like a, a spit shake of the dick. <laughs> um, and then we're going to be talking about dedication vows, uh, where we're going to price things. Women, children, animals, land, houses, you know, all that nice property shit. And uh, then we're going to talk about laws of separation. Something about plowing and breeding. I always, I always get those mixed up. <laughs> How do I do? Oh, um, well, I mean, you, you hit on some things we're going to talk about. The one that was super funny was Edomites because I didn't really see how you spelled it. And that shit is hilarious. <laughs> well, from what I know from my comments section, I should know a lot about eating. So what's up, heathens? How y'all doing? Hi, y'all. Hey, Casey, how you doing? I'm good. I'm here to teach people about the Bible and its it, insanity. And I'm here to confuse you, yes. as you can already tell. Yes. Now, I'm really excited to get the, to the ammosexual nights, but uh, <laughs> we gotta we gotta start off wherever it's starting us off at. So, Casey, why don't you go ahead and okay. take, take us off? Okay, so yeah, so the f place we're gonna start here is in Deuteronomy, and it talks about the different kinds of people who are excluded from the Israelite congregation. Now, like GE said earlier people can still personally practice the religion. They're just not considered a part of the congregation. Okay. Um, because the congregation, the Israelite people have to keep themselves pure, right? So certain kinds of people are excluded from spiritual congregation. All right. So first off we have, uh, people with mutilated generals. <laughs> mutilated gen gen generals? Really? Generals. <laughs> I just I just made a, a, a wordy mistake. <laughs> Autocorrect error. I never make errors like this. What mm -hmm. the fuck are we doing? Okay. No one who has been emasculated by crushing or cutting may enter the assembly of the Lord. 
So no mutilated genitals. Uh, so, I mean, if I really wanted to fuck somebody over big time in the Israelites, I'd just got to smash their nuts. Yeah, but I wonder if they're like, what is the penalty for smashing said nuts? Like, as like, how would you be punished? That's what I don't know. I have to I look know. that you up. Probably get your nuts smashed yourself. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next one is children of forbidden unions. No one born of a forbidden marriage, nor any of his descendants may enter the assembly of the Lord, even down to the 10th generation, as if it's their fucking fault for some reason. Well, I'm, I mean, yeah, that's pretty extensive there. But because, I mean, no, no bastard actually chooses to be born. I, I don't know why you got to. Nobody you know, chooses to be born. Well, no, true. But I mean, I was just saying the bastards don't choose to be a bastard. Well, no. And especially like, how is it somebody's great, 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 great grandparents fault? Like, yeah. or how their great grandkid how is it their fault i don't know but it does sound like a setup for a pretty cool movie he's been banned for 10 generations and now this son of whoever the fuck is going to be able to sit at the fire of the israelites <laughs> like you would want to yeah i i would i would think that if you were a bastard child you'd be like fuck you israelites well and that's assuming that nobody along the way in that lineage has is another bastard child. Right. Well, and also yeah. considering the origins of Judaism with Abraham, Sarai, and Hagar, mm -hmm. uh, you would think that they'd be a little bit more lenient to bastard children. Well, yeah. So it's um, children of Ill illegitimate birth. Um, I don't know if any of those are considered legitimate. I guess that would be up to God, right? Um, moving on. Moabites and Ammonites. Ooh, the amosexual knights. Yeah, no, that's not what they are. What? So <laughs> they're, they're different tribes of people. And um, so none of the Ammonites or Moabites or any of their descendants can enter the assembly of the Lord, even down to the 10th generation. For they did not... Uh, they did not come to meet you with bread and water on your way when you came out of Egypt, and they hired Balaam, son of Beor, from Pethor, and Aram, Naharim, to pronounce a curse on you. However, you, well, we went through that. Do you remember? <laughs> when yeah. they took the guy to three different places and tried to get him to curse them? No, no. Yeah, I know. I just, uh, I'm laughing at the curse part because, I mean, I just think of like the Christian conservatives on on the fucking um, whatever right wing th podcast they got going. And they're just like, they're trying to curse Donald Trump and get him to fuck up all over the place. That's what, that's why he's fucking up everywhere. Yeah. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's legit not a curse. The curses aren't real. <laughs> also, he's just legitimately stupid. He is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the Lord your God would not listen to Balaam and turned the curse into a blessing for you because the Lord your God loves you. Do not seek a treaty of friendship with them as long as you live. So not only can they not be part of the congregation, you can't be friends with them. Can you imagine? You can't sit with us. Can you imagine God stroking the hair of whoever the fuck he's talking to? It's like, now, listen, I'm going to give you my blessing, okay? Shh, 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 don't be scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> I would be scared. You should be scared. <laughs> I'm going to give you my blessing, but if you ever befriend them, holy fuck, do not come around here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the Edomites. It says here in uh, Deuteronomy, do not abhor an Edomite, for he is your brother. Do not abhor an Egyptian, 
because you lived as an alien in his country. The third generation of children born to them may enter the assembly of the Lord. So they fucked for three generations, but don't hate them. It's fine. In three generations, your kids can be friends. Well, I would like to interject and say that there's no demonstrable evidence that the uh, Israelites were in Egypt at the time that the Bible says that they were in Egypt. They did not come out of Egypt. They were not born out of Egypt. They nothing noth- that that is not supported by archaeological like physical evidence like their blood don't mix right it's like oil and water <laughs> i guess all right you ready to move on to the nazarite vow yes what is this nazarite vow okay so in numbers we uh talk a little bit about this nazarite vow and what it is is it's people in the congregation that want to set themselves apart from the community in a positive sense like for the sake of purity they want to remain more pure see like the priests they are more holy than everybody else by genetics, you know, by lineage. But that was decided. The lineage of the priest was decided by God. Prophets are decide, are more holy and decided by God. But this is a way for an individual person who is not by lineage a priest and is not a prophet who can separate themselves from the community as more holy than everybody else and basically dedicate a certain period of time of their life to God. So these are pretty much just the stuck up people. Yeah. It's the 1% of the (laughs) Israelites. So they take what's called the Nazarite vow. I promise to God I will be stuck up as shit and I will not (laughs) give in to these poor motherfucking Israelites. They can fuck off with their poverty. Well, so the way that they describe it, interestingly enough, is kind of like Jesuits. I don't know if you're very familiar with Jesuits, people out there. Ooh, yeah, well, that's the Illuminati people, no. okay, guys? It's Don't listen to her, okay? She no. doesn't know what she's talking about. The Jesuits or the Illuminati? No, they're not. <laughs> the, Jesu- the Jesuits are a sect of Catholicism who basically abstain from worldly goods. They dedicate their lives in service to other people and try to live as close of a life to how Jesus would have lived. You know, I think it's funny that the Jesuits get blamed for like a whole bunch of like the conspiracy stuff out there. I know it's really odd because they're like of of all the Catholic type people, the Jesuits are the are the ones who really live closest to what like is Jesus teaches. Yeah, well, I mean, I I like how they claim that and but then like considering what Jesuits are. Yeah. I don't like there's that one woman on on YouTube who thinks that uh Brent um, uh, Data, Brent Spiner, Mm -hmm. uh, that he's been replaced with a Jesuit clone. What? Yeah. I'm kind of curious how these people that live close to what Jesus was like managed to get cloning technology and copy Data to replace him in real life. (laughs) Like, uh, that's, I I mean, honestly, when I think back to that woman now, I mean, it just seems even more crazy to consider like what Jesuits actually are. Yeah. Actually the current Pope is a Jesuit. Oh really? Yeah. He is the first Jesuit Pope ever. Yeah. That would make sense because I know, I mean, he didn't have all like the, the Nazi Pope had a whole bunch of golden shit around him, but this yes. Pope doesn't. Yes. And that was interesting. I thought that was really cool how he came in, um, to the, to his new role and like, 
got rid of all of the grandiose nature, you know, and, and surroundings. He did not take the Pope, the t- typical Pope apartment. He doesn't have the typical Pope car. He replaced the golden throne with a wooden chair. Um, so well, it's pretty interesting. Oh well, yeah. But I mean, you can dress a dog to, up to look like a chicken, but that doesn't make the dog a chicken. No, I agree. I'm not saying that makes him a good guy. I'm just saying he, he stuck to his traditional Jesuit way about him and brought some of that to the, the whole papal role. Yeah. We're trying to say that he still helps hide pedophiles. So he does. Yeah. He does. <laughs> Although in uh interesting uh, turn of events, what was it last week or the week before he was like, God makes gays the way they are. Did you hear that? Yeah. But that, that also means that he made gays so that they'll burn in hell for eternity. I mean, there's really no way to get around that. <laughs> there's no, <laughs> There's not, but it's interesting because that is vastly different from what the tur- the church has taught in the past, and it's that they choose that lifestyle and God didn't make them that way. Well, yeah, and I mean, I guess in the past it might have flown a little bit, but I mean, in modern times, like with all of the scientific evidence, you know, I just feel like them not changing their religion quickly and trying this whole, like, well, we'll just say that God does make gays now, and then in about 50 years, it'll be okay. Yeah, well, so here's the problem. You can't change religion quickly because you have Holy Scripture, and you can't just change because this is the Word of God. Well, and, and so and if you if you take that away from people and you change something like that because of a social, newer social norm, what else in here is not true? Everything folds. So they can't just do that. You can't just change your religion. Well, I don't know. I mean, a lot of things in the Catholic Church have changed on the dime. Like? Purgatory. One day, purgatory existed, and it was completely biblical. And then the Pope, with the wild hair up his ass, was like, <laughs> nope, purgatory don't exist. I mean, there there are people that have went through a lot of emotional distress because, like, their baby was, you know, died before they were able to be baptized, and so they were stuck in purgatory. And then just one day, out of the blue, out of nowhere, Pope's like, nope, purgatory don't exist, fuck that shit. It's like, you can't, you can't just do that to people's, like, faith. But that's more doctrinal versus dogmatic. There's a difference between doctrine and dogma. Okay. I don't know, I'll have to look more into that. Okay. Um, okay, so the Nazarite vow. There are rules for this, of course. There are things that a person who wants to make themselves more holy than everybody else can't do. First of all, you can't eat grapes. Not only can you not eat grapes, you can't eat any eat, eat or drink anything made from grapes. Also, you can't hear anything from the grapevine. Yeah. No, I mean, that is completely forbidden. Get your ear off the grapevines. That is not... Ex- Bitches. That it, that is not explicitly written in here, but we can just infer from shit that's gone down in the past that he'll fuck you up if you hear something through the grapevine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you're not allowed to have any vinegar made from wine or other fermented drinks. You're not allowed to have raisins, any, anything possible from a grape product. No grape jelly. They probably didn't have grape jelly at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what they had. They probably had preserves, no grape. They might've had, I mean, they, they, they had old Jewish moms there. They probably did their preserves. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm wondering, like, what the, like, practical purpose of this would be. Uh, that, like, I could see foregoing the wine because you don't want, you want, you can't be holy and be drunk at the same time. <laughs> I mean, but, it depends on if you're Catholic or not. <laughs> that's a good point. 
<laughs> okay, so the next thing they can't do, also just just to like answer your your query there, um, I don't understand why you're trying to make any of this make sense. <laughs> well, I mean, usually like they had reasons behind forbidding things, like forbidding the touching of the dead unless it was a very specific circumstance, limits the spread of uh, diseases. And well, we look at that and see those reasons, but those reasons were never given. Well, no, they're not given in there, but right. also this was this is a religious book that just lays down the law and says that God said it. They don't need any other reason. So there's no other reason to put in there. Yeah, I don't understand the reason for the grapes. Well, I mean, grapes are yeah. delicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, they cannot cut their hair at all. So like normally you're not allowed to cut this side, you know, your Jew curls. Right. Yeah. But but you can't cut your hair at all. I'm wondering if that applies to the nether regions, because can you just imagine like, oh, hey, how's your hair? Not hair cutting thing coming along. And you just open up your your like, your, I don't know what the fuck they wore. They're little like robe. man dress robe thing. And it's like, oh, it's going pretty good. I can braid about three feet. Not right now. Yeah. <laughs> or what did they have? I could th I could braid about three turkeys right now. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so they're not allowed to have any contact with the dead at all. Now, previously, you know, people, they will be unclean if they have any contact with the dead, but they're not supposed to have any contact with the dead other than their immediate family. That's acceptable. They'll still be unclean until they're, you know their clean get clean period is over <laughs> can, can you imagine that, like them trying to skirt by as, like they get in there and god's like you've been fucking with the dead there israel <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah but even parents your immediate family that's unacceptable while you're in this period of separation um when you've taken the Nazarite vow, okay? Um, also, if you have any kind of involuntary contact with the dead, which, you know, it's not necessarily your fault, there is, there's a way out of that. And so I'm going to read it for you. It's in Numbers chapter six. If someone dies suddenly in his presence, thus defiling the hair he has dedicated, he must shave his head on the day of his cleansing, the seventh day. Then on the eighth day, he must bring two doves or two young pigeons to the priest, to the entrance of the tent of the meeting. The priest is to offer one as a offering and the other is a burnt offering to make atonement for him because he has sinned by being in the presence of the dead body. That same day he is to consecrate his head. He must dedicate himself to the Lord for the period of his separation and must bring a year old lamb as a guilt offering. The previous days do not count because he became defiled during his separation. So basically all the time he spent separated from the people and more holy before don't count anymore because he became defiled. I can just imagine how angry that particular stuck-up person would be. It's like, God damn it! I was getting all holy and shit for the Lord! What the fuck? Yeah, and you died in my presence, you y rat bastard. Yeah, it's like the person dies, <laughs> and he doesn't know it. He's like, hey, man, hey, man. And then it's like, fuck! I gotta do all this shit again. Yep. <laughs> okay, and there is obviously ceremony to being able to complete the vow. You ready to go through that? Oh, yes. Yes. Now, this is the law for the Nazarite when the period of his separation is over. He is to be brought to the entrance of the tent of the meeting. There he is to present his offerings to the Lord, a year-old male lamb without defect for a burnt offering, a year-old ewe lamb without defect for a sin offering, a ram without defect for a fellowship offering, together with the grain offerings and drink offerings, and a basket of bread made without yeast, cakes made of fine flour mixed with oil, and wafers spread with oil. The priest is to present them before the Lord and make the sin offering and the burnt offering. 
He is to present the basket of unleavened bread and sacrifice the lamb as the ram as a fellowship offering to the Lord, together with its grain offering and drink offering. Then at the entrance of the tent of the meeting, the Nazarite must shave off the hair that he dedicated. He is to take the hair and put it in the fire that is under the sacrifice of the fellowship offering. Ugh, that burnt ha- hair smell does not get out easily. No? Would you like know that from experience? I mean, I've burnt hair before. Have you not burnt hair before? No, because I'm not a savage. (laughs) I was savage as a kid, guys. (laughs) After the Nazarite has shaved off the hair of his dedication, the priest is to place in his hands a boiled shoulder of the ram and a cake and a wafer from the basket, both made without yeast. The priest shall then wave them before the Lord as a wave offering. They are holy and belong to the priest, together with the breast that was waved and the thigh that was presented. After that, the Nazarite may drink wine. So, like, (laughs) can can you just imagine, just close your eyes for a second, people, and imagine you walking outside your house and, and you're getting the paper. And then all of a sudden you look over at the Goldstein uh, house over there <laughs> and like Goldstein's out in his yard and he's got his robe on and everything. He's got a boiled uh, ram shoulder, shoulder. Mm-hmm. and then a piece of bread, unleavened Not bread a and cake. a cake. Yeah, a cake. Yeah. And unleavened bread. Wafer. And, and he's just rocking it back and forth in the air. Waving him around. Waving him around. It's like, like he just don't care. <laughs> like he doesn't care. And it's like, <laughs> hey, Goldstein, what are you doing? Oh, you know, I accidentally touched a dead body. And so now I just got to make God no, smell this, this is, shit. This is not what you do for accidentally touching a body. Oh, wait, sorry. Oh, for God's sake, pay attention. Okay. This is for completing the vow. This oh, completing how, the vow. Sorry. This is how you complete the vow. Right, completing it. He's completing the vow, and yes. Gold, Goldstein's just waving it in the air. Yeah, the dead body is the <laughs> the dead body is the pigeon and the dove. Okay, my bad. Sorry. I mean, you still have to kill shit. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, this is the Jew religion. Yeah. So anyway, after that, the Nazarite may drink wine. This is the law of the Nazarite who vows his offering to the Lord in accordance with his separation. In addition to whatever else he can afford, he must fulfill the vow he has made according to the law of the Nazarite. All right. Now, vows of dedication. We're going to talk just for a little bit um, about (laughs) dedicating things. Okay. The way that you determine what how how valuable what you're dedicating is is that you set a value for everything based on the the shekel right mm-hmm. of silver the the sanctuary shekel all right okay so the first thing we're going to talk about valuing is people because putting a monetary value on people is the right thing to do well i mean that's how the jews did it honey so i guess it's okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> If anyone makes a special vow to dedicate persons, now vows, to these are vows to God, like you are giving these people or things to God, or you can give the value of them, right? No, well, I mean, normally when you give things to God, you got to kill it, right? Yeah, so you can redeem what you're giving by their value. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So... Uh, If anyone makes a special vow to dedicate persons to the Lord by giving equivalent values, set the value of a male between the ages of 20 and 60 at 50 shekels. Oh, wow. Fuck. Mm -hmm. Uh, A female of the same age, 20 to 60, at uh, 30 shekels. Mm -hmm. Of course, worthless. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's a person between the ages of 5 and 20, uh, a male is 20 shekels. A female is 10. If it is a person between one month and five years, uh, a male is set at five shekels. A female is three shekels. 
So children are obviously worthless. Um, and the girl children are worthless. Worthless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, if it is a person 60 years old or more, set the value of a male at 15 shekels and a female at 10 shekels. If anyone making the vow is too poor to pay the specified amount, he is to present the person to the priest who will set the value for him according to what the man making the vow can afford. Uh, okay, so you got to bring in like your buddy and your buddy's going to be like, oh, you know, he's good for like five shekels. So. Well, not no, the priest decides. <laughs> Not your oh, buddy. the pre. Oh, okay, sorry. The priest decides. Yeah. Um. I, I I do like how like like he doesn't value anything younger than one month old. That's yeah. kind of uh. It's a little weird because if you want to think about it, they say that you know life starts at conception. So even a pregnant woman, you would think, would be worth. Yeah, something. they don't mention that. They don't. They don't mention the value of a pregnant woman being worth more. So. So next time you're in a discussion, be like, well, God doesn't value any person that's less than a month old. So I don't know what leg you have to stand on with this whole abortion deal. Leviticus chapter 27. That's where that comes from. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> note, notate that in your notes that I know everybody's taken. I know. I see you taking them. Yeah. You're, you're looking at YouTube. <laughs> 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 All right. The valuation of animals. If what he is has vowed as an animal and is acceptable as an offering to the Lord, such an animal given to the Lord becomes holy. He must not exchange it or substitute a good one for a bad one or a bad one for a good one. If he should substitute one animal for another, both it and the substitute become holy. If what he vowed is ceremonially unclean, is, is a ceremonially unclean animal, uh, one that is not acceptable as an offering, the animal must be presented to the priest who will judge its quality as good or bad. When whatever value the priest then sets, that is what it will be. If the owner wishes to redeem the animal, he must add a fifth to its value. And redeem means basically pay for the, to get the animal back. So, okay, let me get this straight. The priests are like, okay, uh, well, 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 hold on. Okay. So we're setting values for things. Why am I presenting these things to, to them? Like, is this just an alternative to slaughtering cattle and shit? No, no, no. This is not an alternative. Okay. This is, this is when, this is for extra shit. Okay. So, so the priests are like, okay, well, that daughter is now the pr the the priests is like, if you want your daughter back, you, you gotta can pay for. You got to pay this like thirty shekels here, okay? And then he pays the thirty shekels to get his daughter back. I mean, it sounds like a, a mob kind of thing. <laughs> it kind of does. Like yeah. it sounds like they're kidnapping people and be like, eh, if you want well, her no, back, no, no. it mean... can't be kidnapped. They have to be presented. So vows of dedication are meant for people who aren't necessarily committed enough to take the Nazarite vow, mm -hmm. but still want to be like seen as super good holy people of the community. Oh, okay. They these are extra vows. And okay. the way to get your shit back is to like not get your shit back, but instead of like, hey, I want to vow my daughter. Like I want to present <laughs> my daughter as a vow of dedication, but I still need to keep her as a person, so here's money in her stead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay, so valuation of houses. If a man dedicates his house as something holy to the Lord, the priest will judge its quality as good or bad. Whatever the value the priest then sets, so it will remain. If the man who dedicates his house redeems it, he must add a fifth to its value and the house will again become his. Okay? Okay. Valuation of land is 
is fairly the same, um, except for um, you also have to, besides the shekels, um, you also have to, you know, give barley seed. I don't know what the fuck that has to do with anything. Um, If he dedicates the field during the year of Jubilee, the value that has been set remains. But if he dedicates the field after the Jubilee, the priest will determine the value according to the number of years that remain until the next year of Jubilee and its set value will be reduced. So kind of we've already sort of talked through that before yeah, it, it kind of goes along the same yeah i mean that's a very specific value like it, it's like a value for a very specific situation yeah. <clears throat> it feels like you would rephrase that to be like well it's a variable value unless it's jubilee then you get fuck tons but you know other than that we might not pay you as much but you know what's interesting is if the owner doesn't redeem the field or sells it to, or uh, sells it to someone else it can't be re- redeemed but if the field is re- released in the jubilee it, like in the year of Jubilee, it becomes holy. So the field is devoted to the Lord and becomes the property of the priests. Oh, wow. That, that, that's a that's a crazy way to like collect on, on like a pawn. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Um, they're not allowed to vow any of the first things of anything because the first things of everything belong to God. Of course, because he's stingy as fuck like that. Yeah. So those already belong to God. Not a good vow. Also, you can't vow devoted things. So uh, nothing a man owns and devotes to the Lord and devotes. This term refers to the irrevocable giving over of things or persons to the Lord. Okay. So whether man or animal or family land, it, it can't be sold or redeemed. Everything so devoted is most holy to the Lord. No person devoted to destruction can be ransomed. He must be put to death. So if somebody... (laughs) Shit. (laughs) That's harsh. If something has been... If there's been a vow of devotion and the person is supposed to be killed, that's it. It's the total destruction. They have to be killed, period. You can't redeem them. Right? Um, You also can't vow tithes because you already owe that to God. Um, And then if you... there's, There's a section in Deuteronomy about fulfilling your vows. If you make a vow, you have to fulfill it. Um, if you don't, there are consequences, obviously. Um, See, all of this is where the Jewish mafia comes in. You know, all of those crazy stories you hear about the Jews kidnapping people and, like, beating them up? They're real. I've never heard a story about that. Well, no, that there are some... <clears throat> Hasidic Jews that like like they're very they're very deep into keeping to the Old Testament uh, traditions and whatnot and yeah. they they have been known to literally kidnap and beat people up. I wasn't really I wasn't joking about that. That but those are like the fundamentalist kind of Jews, not like your general everyday Jew. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get a community strike for the stream. <laughs> um, okay, so now there are possible renunciations of vows. Um, it, because the previous I was telling you how you have to fulfill all your vows, right? If you say it, if it comes out of your mouth, I'm going to vow this, then you have to do it. Um, however, there are some possible renunciations, but they all stem around um, a woman making the vow, and either her father who currently owns her or her husband who currently owns her, or whoever else might own this woman because a woman can't be an independent person, um, if she makes a vow and that person, dis- that man, disagrees with it, then basically it's void. It's null and void. Well, I mean, obviously. The man controls everything in the Jew house. I thought that was just how it was all the time. Um. Well, I mean, yeah. 
It, it is. I mean, they control they control everything in the house. Like, I mean, but that's just typical of misogynistic cultures. There, yeah, and and there are some Christian people like that now too. Well, yeah, but I mean, those are Christians that really hold towards the uh, Old Testament, like laws and stuff. Uh, I mean, Pastor Anderson. Yeah, I mean, those are KJV only, and they literally read it, and they take the entirety of the Bible literally. I would say that most Christians now don't take the no. Old Testament literally. No. Um, okay, so the next section, which is just a short section, but it's from uh, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, uh, mainly... And it talks about um, Israelites are to be holy, pure, and set apart from the people and the practices of the nations around them. You know, they're not allowed to even learn about practices of other nations around them. So to emphasize the whole idea of separateness and and purity of the Israelites, there are certain mixtures that are forbidden. Like like mixing drinks or? Uh, no. Oh, you're talking about crossbreeding people. Yes. Well, sort of. Okay. So let's start off first. Um, the mixture of seed. And when we talk about seed, we're talking about plants. Oh, wait, what? Yes, plants. Oh, I was jumping to the wrong conclusion yeah, there. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who here is surprised? Put it in the comments. <laughs> do not plant uh, two kinds of seeds in your vineyard. If you do, not only the crops you plant, but also the fruit of the vineyard will be defiled. So don't plant two different kinds of shit in your fucking garden or f it'll get fucked up. Um, also, do not mix in plowing. So, no, that's also not what you think. Oh, you guys should have seen my face. It lit up. <laughs> plowing? Really? Do not plow with an ox and a donkey yoked together. Oh, okay. But if I plow them separately... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay? Not Good. I'll just have to keep that in mind. Not plow them, plow with them. Oh, okay. Very, very distinct and separate <laughs> things. Okay. Um, mixtures of materials. Do not wear clothes of wool and linen woven together. For some reason, this is a big deal. Wool is fucking itchy. If you don't mix it with shit, you can't fucking hardly wear it. So I don't really, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's a problem. It's a serious problem. It's a problem enough to be written in here. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of people make... Um a lot of stink over like the shrimp and the wool and everything like that. And I don't, I don't know. For one thing, I don't understand why God has to make these kind of rules. It just seems really pedantic. But I mean, that's kind of been his shtick so far in the entire Old Testament. Well, kind of the point is if God was, if there was a God that was how they say he is, mm -hmm. he would not need to make rules like this. No, he wouldn't, but he does. These, no. These are clearly people who are making these rules for whatever their dumb fuckery reasons are. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously it's, it's, you know, people making rules for it. But I mean, you know, you can't tell, you can't tell Christians or any religious person that because God said it and we've got to do it. Yeah. Um, and finally, mixture and breeding. Uh, not of people. Oh, At okay. least not specifically here. Okay. Uh, keep my decrees. Do not mate different kinds of animals. Okay. okay. Uh, I think that this is probably one of the things where, where like, a, a particularly racist pastor could, you know, take it out of context and use it to talk about how you shouldn't be, you know, fucking the black guy. Yeah, probably. Um, okay, so that's it for today. Next time, we're going to talk about mainly laws of government. We're going to move from 
the laws we've talked about so far into governmental laws. So we're going to go over laws concerning a king, how to select a king, different restrictions, how the king has to serve under the law. Um, we're going to talk about um, the Israelites' attitudes toward their rulers and uh, the judicial system and establishing courts. Um, we're going to talk about fairness and justice. Um, witnesses, right? Uh -huh. In the Bible, did you know perjury is prohibited? Oh, shit. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it's kind of one of the big ones. You shall not oh, give yeah. false testimony against your neighbor. That's true. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about punishment for some of these things, and that'll cap off next week. Okay. That sounds pretty awesome. I can't wait for next week because that'll be the last of, of the, the rules and regulations. Is no, no. Right? Oh, no. no. No, no. Oh, shit. Okay. My bad. Jump the uh, jump the gun, everybody. No, we're just moving into part two. Oh, part two. Yay. Oh, we have lots. We have we have weeks and weeks and weeks of this shit left. Hold on, let me see how far we get here. There are nine parts. <laughs> oh damn. We're in All part right. two. So, heathens, I would love for you to comment down below with uh, what would you value your loved ones at? How much is your mother or father worth to you? We would love to know. Mm, that's a tough question. Yeah, well, I mean, you're going to have to, I mean, you're in a particular weird situation because you got a stepmother that's like legion. And a dad that fucks her. <laughs> oh man anyways heathens i hope y'all have a lovely day night weekend whatever whenever you may be watching this and don't forget to stand up and use your voice bye heathens bye y'all